Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 114 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes. It is December 11th, 2023. I got my boys Rob and Brooks. And uh, hey guys, uh, Shohei Otani made his decision. And where's he going? Of course, Los Angeles. Nothing's happened that uh, we all didn't expect so far. So I don't want to get too deep into it yet. But (laughs) I'm actually okay right now because... It doesn't I'm, matter. It just doesn't matter, right? We all, I think, the, all of us three, I believe, predicted. Nope. Nope. No, no, uh, not Brooks not is the loser here, and I'm, oh, I'm oh, going to right. on about it tonight. You're, you're right, Brooks. You could go go ahead. Where did you have Otani going? I, so, I, 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 for the longest time, this is like a longer answer. But, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking Otani's going to be a Dodger all offseason. I got receipts uh, going – or sorry, not offseason, all last season. Um, and then when he hurt his elbow, I switched my stance altogether. I said, you know, the Dodgers are so cautious with these long-term deals with Friedman and everybody. I thought the elbow injury was going to put them in the contender for his services, but not the full-on wrapping up the deal. I thought the Rangers were going to actually go hard after the World Series win and keep Otani in the AL West. Um, did not happen. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is... This is pain. It's pain. You're so you're so right. I remember all that now. You had him going to the Rangers, and I was hoping you were right. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I think we all were. <laughs> you all were. Yeah. Rob, Rob and I are. Uh, you know, uh, we we both got this one correct, and we hate it. Um, I'll, I'll I'll get the ball rolling on this. Like I never once believed that he was coming to San Francisco. Like just never. I I thought the writing was on the wall. A year ago, when the Dodgers didn't do much in the last offseason, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't put any much additions to the 2023 payroll and forward, and they were just going to throw an ass load of money on Otani. Now, when I say an ass load, I didn't think that they'd have a seven as the first number because I remember, like, we've been pretty vocal, like, this, you know, people were like, skeptical back in august when he got hurt like oh he just lost so much money like no he didn't no he didn't he's still yeah. gonna make at least five might even get 600 something million he lost hundreds of millions of dollars is what everyone was no. saying i'm like no uh, way no, no 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 10 years 700 <laughs> million dollars and this this broke like midday saturday and i think i think most of us were like the first reaction was like well damn it there it is two Holy shit, it was the Dodgers. Great. Now we can see him for the next decade. And three, oh my God, oh. $700 million. Oh my God, Becky, $700 million. <laughs> Look that at was, that check. <laughs> and that was and those were today. Those were simpler times. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was 48 hours ago. And um, we were like, well, all right. That's what are, are we surprised? No, not at all. And then Monday comes and we get this report. 
I'm like about to head out of work and start getting these notifications that, oh, he's going to defer some money. Okay. All right. Whatever. No, he's going to defer 680 of the 700 million, which means he's getting two mil per year for the next 10 years. Obviously, you know, endorsements, sponsorships, all the extra stuff, he'll be doing just fine. But from the Dodgers, he's only getting $2 million. So in 2034 through 2043, the Dodgers are going to have to pay him $68 million a year. My God. Well, that's the great news for the Giants is those 10 years, the Dodgers are going to be hurting possibly. But that's that's nine years from now, 10 years from now. Who cares? I because mean, they'll, they'll have Otani money. <laughs> who cares? You know why? Because he's only taken up two mil off the hit this year, man. Two million dollars. He's making means... what Austin Slater's making. No, no Austin Slater's <laughs> making double, I believe. Double. I think he's making four oh, you're right. You're, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So, so this just means that the Dodgers can still do a hell of a lot more before the first pitch is thrown. Can and will. You don't make all these uh, deferral, obviously, it was to, to just sit. Yeah. To just throw, here's Justin Turner reunion for 10 million. No, no. They're going big and it's going to be embarrassing to watch uh, from this, from our view. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be embarrassing to see what's happening in front of our eyes. Um Yes, no, you laid it out there perfectly, Doug. Um, those are the terms. It was very shocking. Um, and Otani was the one who came up with the idea, and apparently he presented it to every club he talked to, including your San Francisco Giants. Um, oh, my know, God, I can't wait. I can't I just, wait to get details about that meeting. I'm just thinking about this regime that the Giants front office and ownership have, the ones that were constantly worried about tying up future payroll, avoiding the long-term deals for so long, um, letting Kevin Gosman walk without even like calling him, without even offering him a contract, uh, says it all. They just didn't want 24, 25, 26, all that payroll allocation already set in stone. I don't know why. Um, they had their reasons, but can you imagine their faces when Otani was like, yeah, and, and then, uh, you know, a decade from now, you'll start paying me sixty-eight million a year over ten years. No, keep listening, folks. Keep listening. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> his agent, of course, Nez, I believe is his name. Um, yeah. So, so, so many talking points, but that was the one that stood out to me. Was wait a second. So, Giants heard this pitch too, and we're just like, oh boy, he's a Dodger, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I. In the next, the next talking point I have here is, you know, the impact on the Giants and the National League West, but this has a much bigger picture. I sent this agenda to you guys this morning and that, you know, before the deferral announcement came out today, because this has an impact on Major League Baseball. This is, this is huge because one, it's like, are we going to start seeing more deals like this now? Two, obviously, like what we kind of just touched about for a little bit how much more the like i fully expect i fully expect the dodgers to sign yamamoto and maybe even like a blake snell now because that's probably going to cost like 500 something million probably to get those two dudes well they can do it so mm-hmm. um you know and and that might just tie up 60 million dollars for this year which on top of otani's two is chump change so i mean it's it's crazy the the impact of what happened today is so much like bigger than his decision on Saturday, I believe it's crazy. True. I, I, I don't really, 
man. When you, when you heard Otani got, got got this contract in the back of your head, like, I mean, you're upset, but you're like, okay, that's seven hundred million bucks that the Dodgers are going to take on here and send seventy million per. That's a lot of fucking money, even for them. You know, even if you don't care about the luxury tax and all that, but. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I just, I had a feeling the whole time in the back of my head there's got to be something more to this. The Dodgers are not going to just sign Otani and then be stuck the rest of the offseason. Like, okay, well that's it because the Dodgers have a lot of holes, you know, especially on on the pitching staff. They were nowhere near a perfect team. Just because they were a lot better than the Giants the last couple of years does not mean you know they that's were. That's not saying much. That's not saying much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Doug, like you're you're totally right. I totally expect them to go out and you know, quote unquote, kick the tires on Blake Snell, already kicking them tires on Yoshi. Um, maybe possibly a Jordan Montgomery, which Texas already has pretty much said, yeah, we we're probably not, not going to resign him because they got, TV, yeah. they got TV deal issues that they're dealing with right now. Yeah. But wish I knew about that before I picked uh, <laughs> Otani to the Rangers. Do like, you oh, research who, who knew, right? Money problems. <laughs> oh, how about Otani? Money problems. You just won the world series. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. I, right. But, oh, she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. damn it. <laughs> You're only going to pay Otani $20 million over the next decade. Television deal. Come on. But, yeah, you, you just, you really hope that this, these deferral payments isn't, uh, it doesn't get the ball rolling for more and more of those with teams like the Yankees, the Mets, you know, the Dodgers. Maybe the Padres, who knows? Like these teams that who just don't give a fuck about the luxury tax, and the you know, mess. yeah, they're, they're so willing to go over that anyway. But oh, now we can start doing deferrals because if Otani does it, well, I don't want to look greedy. That's what these other players are probably thinking. I don't want to look like an asshole taking seventy million a year when this fool's taking two. And yeah, I, you, know, you just yeah, you really wonder how this is going to affect uh, baseball as a whole. So yeah, and what well, happens uh, when Otani's Ten years are up, and he wants to keep playing with the Dodgers. That's gonna be awkward, right? Okay, so we're already starting to pay you sixty-eight million next year. So you want to come back? You want and... to do a pro bono deal for two oh, years? Yeah. What? What'll the league minimum will probably be two million dollars. Uh, then I'll come back for the two. I'll just do another two. I'll just do another two million. Just keep me on that. You know, add it to my sixty-eight. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's to be determined what happens then. But. It's crazy to think about because I believe in – don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% certain, but I believe this was a talking point or a deal point in the last CBA that was agreed upon before last season um, or before the, you know, the 22 season. And it, the one of the, the big deals was – talking about deferrals and i i think that the owners did not want to do it but the players were like you know we want this option you know brook loves brooks loves options for um but, but the players could have the option for you know like today as an example for this to be an option when it comes to signing a contract deal and um holy cow i like you know seeing it with arguably the you know the most talented player in the sports history it's like at this magnitude, it is it it's out there now for like everybody to see, and it's in your face, and it's screaming in your ears, and it's like, holy cow! Like maybe uh, maybe we need to fight a little harder on this the next time the CBA decisions come around because this is going to have you know huge implications. Like this is such a shitty thing for the smaller market teams, in my opinion. 
Um, because now the the large markets, like you guys were just hitting on a minute ago, you know, the Yankees, the Mets, the Padres, mm-hmm. the Dodgers, this gives them an opportunity to kind of just like, even though there's, it, well, one, totally avoid luxury tax issues, and two, it gives them a chance to even build up these star-studded teams even more, because what if you're to get two or three guys that, you know, like Otani's made a good amount of money so far in his MLB b- b career, um, but because he's so internationally and globally huge, you know, he's making so much money elsewhere. He's like, oh, I'll just make a couple mil for the team now, and it, they can go get the other dudes. This is this is different than like Tom Brady taking a pay cut or, you know, George Kittle restructuring his deal with the Niners and Trent Williams so they can, you know, bring back Debo on a different deal. This is totally different than that because there's no cap. There's no cap. <laughs> And for Otani specifically, and you've probably seen this a lot, when a player is in, you know, their prime, killing it, actively playing, endorsements everywhere you look. It's like Happy Gilmore and Subway, like, every- <laughs> hey, Happy, can I get one of those? Come Coming right up. Right up. <laughs> uh, talk about a whole we have to keep the trend going. That's every every Sandler reference every episode. Um, Mister, Mister, <laughs> Mister, Lady. Um, no, but my whole point is is that by the time Otani hangs him up, he's done. He's played. He won one more Mickey Mouse ring in the next you know decade. With the, with the Dodgers. <laughs> Whatever it is, pandemic. <laughs> exactly. There'll be another one of those. No, um, no, but the fact is, once he's done playing, your endorsements are still there. But like as a retired player, it's just not the same, right? You see Troy Polamalu doing hair sure. commercials, whatever. <laughs> but everywhere you look, it's uh, Patrick Mahomes everywhere because he's currently playing. He's still the guy. Um, so w- by the time Otani's endorsement, you know, not the best per year when he f- he's forty three and on, whatever, he'll be. 68 million bucks for 10 years. It's like, what a great, it's so perfectly lined up. I mean, genius, genius stuff. Well, and just last thoughts on this before we move on, like just talking about that. Move on, man. (laughs) (laughs) But just talking about that and, and what it does is, um, I had a thought and I freaking lost it. You're, you're going to get it. I'll, I'll throw in one more part about good. Just because we don't want to talk about the Dodgers forever. We do want to talk about how it, affects the giants yeah but it really does come down to the rotation for the dodgers right now is to get pitchers you got to remember julio urias was going to be 100 re-signed back with the mm-hmm. dodgers on the oh, 200 yeah. million dollar deal he, he was the guy that was going to happen and then he had his second domestic violence charge uh or at least uh being involved in it um and that was obviously going to be 30 million plus a year that they were going to have to give this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, what a, what a break, if you want to call it that for the Dodgers, the fact that they are now not bullied into resigning this guy. I mean, I'm sure they would have enjoyed his talents for years to come, especially at his age, whatever. But right now they do need to address the rotation for 2024. You don't just get Otani here and say, all right, we got, um, a couple of these young guys coming up. We'll see how Bobby does in his second year. No, they need to get some real, ace like starting pitching and the timeline is perfect right now for the Dodgers to get 30 year old starting pitchers to match up with 30 year old Otani Freddie I think is 33 34 whatever Mookie's over 30 right I mean they don't need to 
get a couple two-year deals, three-year deals. No, they're going to get, whether it's Yoshi, we all know he's getting at least 10 years because he's 25. Um, Snell, all the names you were mentioning. It is now... He's 30. Yeah, yeah. It's the perfect timeline for them to go ahead and say, now is the time we want to get these guys. Um, so, and, and Doug, did you have a, uh, did you want to move on to giant stuff or do you have one more thought about that? Nope. It completely, uh, just left my mind. Uh, so we can move on yeah, unless Rob had another thought real quick. No, it's just that the Dodgers window is now and they know that. And now you got Otani on. That's what I was going to say. Fucking deferral payments. You can, yeah. Throw, oh, throw, throw the bag Throw the bag at Montgomery, throw, throw the bag at Snell, whoever you want. Like It's like Otani never happened. And that, they're that, in a perfect spot. That, that's kind of what I wanted to touch about. Thank you, Rob, for refreshing my memories. Nice. Is, yeah. <laughs> is Even though I hate saying this, it is so true. Like Osani, oh, Osani, Otani's <laughs> part aside, like the Dodgers doing this, first of all, like this takes a lot of balls because, you know, from 2034 to 2043, most of those years, you're not going to have Shohei Otani around. And this is not the Bobby Bonilla one point whatever, you right. know, million dollar. This is massive. So, yeah, they're a decade away, probably in 12 to 13 years. Like, they're, this is going to hurt. And they're going to have to, like, whatever. Uh, but obviously, money's going to be different by then. And $700 million deals are probably going to be the norm by then and maybe even mm-hmm. cheaper yeah. than the norm. So, it may not hurt as much as people think. And... You just have to respect the hell out of the. How refreshing! I'm sorry, like, like the this is so clever, um, that they are all in right now, and we are, you know, talking about an organization in the Giants here who are like not urgent about winning right now, who are you know deferring wins, I guess you can say, um, because this is year six of this regime. Rob and I have, and, and Brooks, you've been on here enough. We've hammered this home enough through the last couple seasons, especially it's like, are the giants serious about winning? Because this is year six of Farhan Zaidi and this ownership group being together. And you know how critical I am about Farhan, but even more with the ownership group. Like if the giants were to do something like this, it'd be like, Holy shit reset. Okay. Like these guys are serious now. And it kind of will roll into our next topic of like, well, now what? for the giants because do we really think especially after what just happened today like the dodgers can now go overpay for the next highest free agent option which the giants are you know apparently really in on i would love more than anything to have you know yoshino yoshinobu yamamoto with the giants like i he's going to the dodgers in my opinion and i don't i i say that pretty confidently and if i'm wrong then i'll take it but well, but between the the Dodgers having still like all all this money to fuck around with, and the Yankees who have not resigned Juan Soto, I know they just traded for him, but as something that they as a bridge that they can cross when they want to, so they are well in play to go get him too. So yeah, there's no reason to really believe, and not trying to be overly negative, of course, you know that's not like me to say <laughs> the Giants probably aren't going to get this dude. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, they might have to go three. I mean, God damn, what guys? 340, 350. I mean, they're they're going to have to overpay for everybody. And an extra year. And an extra year. So it's just, it sucks because you want to be, Otani's one guy. I mean, between Otani, Sonny Gray, and Eduardo Rodriguez, there's still a lot of dudes out there. Mm-hmm. But 
the guys that we want that we really believe can change the complexity of the Giants to get the stench off this organization, I don't think any of us really think that's even a possibility at this point. And that's that's really sad. I, I'm looking at a franchise that is now tasked with um, trying to get a free agent to sign a big one, right? And a big fish and a star player and all these, you know, different euphemisms. I mean, what what we need to just understand here is that it is incredibly hard to convince a free agent player to come win with the Giants right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, I, yes, divisions still do count, uh, but sure, you could – you know, the glass half full version is, hey, Brooks, there's three wild card spots for the Giants every year for 10 years now. Uh, so try to get one of those. <laughs> and uh, and that's going to be um, that's going to be their selling point right now is, hey, we promise we are going to be one week or two weeks away. Rob's favorite favorite quote from uh, from being a wild card contender Um and another glass half full, someone's going to point to me and say, hey, the World Series winner was a wild card team. OK, uh, but they also spent money on really good players that wanted to be there. Um, so where do the Giants go from here with that? Uh, it's it's a big thorn in their side. It's not like Otani just signed with the Yankees and we're all just going, I can't believe it. The Yankees are going to be Yankees. You know, they're going to get. No, they are now the Yankees are just the team that. Over in the AL East, not even a top three team in their own division. It's really weird, and they're trying to get back into it. It's crazy. Dodgers, on the other hand, we can all laugh about their postseason failure, but uh, they're trying to address that. The Giants, we can all laugh about their not even getting you know, out of the first round, if that, the one time that they did that, um, and yet they aren't really addressing that so far. So that, that's their main problem. People so, are laughing. People, I mean, people are laughing at the at the Dodgers because yeah, they get really close and lose. People are laughing at the Giants because they fucking suck. <laughs> and including, in, including us, Rob. We've said it before. I wish we had the Dodgers problems, where yeah. you know you can pencil us in for early to mid October every year, and then from there, even though it's been tough, at least we're there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather do that than it's like, oh, well, we're one good week away. Oh, well, we're two yeah. good weeks away. Next year, it's going to be, you know, uh, early August. And it's like, well, you know, if we almost went out, uh, we <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. But let's talk free agents. Like, let's. And this is tough because this is, it's, it's, um, what is the point? Like, what <laughs> is the point? Why? You know, I, I want to, I'm going to, of course, um, it's, it's still, it's football season. And of course, I got to tie in something because one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow is it's been how many days since Ohio State's beat Michigan? And we're, you know, approaching 1500 days. But like, what <laughs> if we had the equivalent of, you know, it's been blank days since the Giants, you know, signed a top five shit, top 10 free agent? Well, can somebody do 365 times 30? Because that's how long it's been since they signed a top end free agent and that's Barry Bonds. And so um, like we're going on this long. And of course, you know, of course it takes two to tango. Like you, you have to find someone that's going to sign. And I know this gets brought up all the time. Yes. Like 
they had Carlos Correa in the bag last year. Obviously, something unprecedented happened and shit fell through, but they had him. And um, like, I just I, I can't even fathom the Giants doing that with anyone right now. I mean, there's still definitely, of course, a lot of good good free agents out there that the Giants could entice and finally bring in. But it's almost certain at this point, like they will they would have to severely overpay. What a lot of other you know teams that are trying to bring in big market guys can do, like, and that that worries me because now we're at the point where it's like, okay, the Giants need to make a trade, you know, so, like they can go bring in guys that they can control the trade. You can't control free agency, but you can control trades. And we're just sitting here, like we're in mid December now. Like, are the Giants flat out taking too long? I, uh, taking too long is, it's, it's like, <laughs> I can't even, there is no way they could have done small moves up to this point. People would have accused them of not being serious about Otani focus on Otani, you know, and that's the problem is um, there's been so much inaction. Uh, so many deals, so many uh, improvements that could have been made. Yes, they still have a chance. Yes, there are still players available. Um, but I think their their system, you know, they're trying to like go fishing with a giant rope instead of like fishing line, you know, like they need to switch it up and do what the other people are doing, the other clubs, the other successful front offices that are bringing in marquee free agents. They're taking the pictures they're putting on the jersey during the press conference, all that. Um the Giants do that for a guy for like one year deal. Like, you know, they're taking a picture with Rodon. Like, oh, amazing. Like, we yeah. got our wait, wait a second. He's only gonna be around for a year or two, but a year. If so great. don't buy his jersey. Yeah. So don't buy his jersey. Um, I, I this kind of goes into this thing I just want to mention is um, you know, I think we don't have the official report, but I think the Giants offered six hundred million or something for Otani, right? competitive ish they finished like fourth in the running whatever um not even top three <laughs> but yeah just call it call it 600 million flat what if the giants offered aaron judge you know last winter let's say he topped uh they topped the yankees offer by 100 million because you remember the yankees and the giants both submitted offers for 360 million and of course judge uh, judge got the yankees to match the giants essentially uh and the rest of his history what if the giants just blew that out of the water, 460 million uh, overall. Maybe they add an extra year there, a year or two, whatever. But they just, is it too much pride, Rob and Doug? Like, do they just say, we're a storied franchise? Look at our trophy case, all that. We don't need to outbid anybody by 100 million. Look at us. Um, they should look in the mirror and say, you cannot get a high quality free agent to sign here for reasons reasons so why don't you go ahead and spend the money that we all know that you've been pocketing um second most value uh profitable franchise uh over a season ago um so what if they it's like they're always one year late to signing you can't say that they couldn't afford judge at 460 when you just offered otani 600 million so yeah that's just my gripe with it and it goes all the way back to harper guys because they could have done that again with harper instead mm -hmm. of offering him 300 million they could have offered him four hundred million. Like they could always outdo the other club, but they won't. That's the 
mean, you're right. That's the $700 million question here. What the hell are they talking about in these meetings? And we don't know. We, we don't know what goes by closer. closed eyes. We're out here speculating, speculating. <laughs> uh, this is Barry Bonds. Speculating. Home runs. Yeah, this is Barry Bonds. He had a lot of home runs here. And you can too. And you should be honored to do that. <laughs> Sign here, fool. Like, we, no, but oh, honestly, we, we don't know why they can't get this done. And it just, it, it gnaws at us all the time because everybody else has no problem doing this. The, the San Diego Padres. Yep. Opened up their, their damn books a couple years ago and look at them. I mean, they got their issues too. Like, <laughs> yep. the, 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 there's no fl- flawless plan here. But when the Dodgers can do it, the Padres can do it, the fucking Angels can do it. Y- you know, the Giants are in California too. They got the same issues and hurdles that these other teams got to deal with. I, God, man, like, I, outside of the, of the fact that, it really looks like winning just isn't a top priority to these guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate saying that because I watch the Giants every fucking day and go to the games and do all the shit that fans do. And it's just frustrating. And I, I don't know to, to put it in perspective and Doug, that'll let you go. I put out a tweet yesterday morning. I do. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was dating back to the 2021 NLDS. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Giants and the Dodgers, great series. The Giants had a great year, 107 wins. Dodgers had 106 or whatever the hell it was. Great series. Epic goes down to game five, best of five. The <coughs> Giants winning. The Giants lose. Like, somebody had to lose. It was a great series. And But to a front office and management, ownership, everybody – that that loss to your biggest rival in a playoff game that should be soul crushing, and such an emotional beatdown to where you shake it off after a couple of days. But it's okay. How how the fuck do we get better than those guys? Yeah. It, what what have the Giants done since twenty twenty one? Well, and, it, and look what the Dodgers have done. And, and 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 yeah, you you look in the mirror there, Rob, and to like go into the next stage, you're like, hey, maybe we're right there, and we just need to make a. a we need to be really aggressive and go get maybe one or two more dudes. And that's going to put us over the top. Instead, they double down on what they did. I like, I think any knowledgeable giants fan now just doesn't even include 2021 in like this regime's history. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I it's, it was a total fluke. It just happened by chance that everybody stayed healthy. Many guys had career years that year mm-hmm. because I look from 2019 through 2023 is just one long blur of mediocrity. And so now it's like, what are they going to do to to start taking winning seriously? Because I'm tired of hearing about, oh, well, these prospects are close. I'm so sick of it. Fucking trade them, dude. Because, you know, like, and I've said it multiple times on here, the most valuable young guy in the organization is number 14, and he's behind the dish. And outside of that, yeah, Kyle Harrison's probably going to be in the rotation this year. And among Mark among Luciano. prospects, right? Sure. Webb. We're not talking Webb. He's already Correct. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking prospects here. Yeah. Outside of that, like, what are we holding on to for, man? If you need to trade Matos, trade him. If you need to train Wizenhut, trade him. If you need to trade Mason Black, trade him. Go get proven pieces. I'm tired of waiting on these guys. They're going to be here in 24, 25, and we don't know what they're going to produce. So go get something while we know that their stock is respected around the league. 
and maybe throw in a couple of MLB ready guys that have been here a while. Maybe they're just not performing to the level that they can. I don't know. Mike Yastrzemski, you know, whatever, like get rid of them. Because like, like I was saying a few minutes ago, (laughs) get rid of, (laughs) get rid of, I don't give a shit anymore because free agents, free agents, you can offer Aaron judge. Like you said, $500 million last year. If he goes, I want that Yankee legacy respect, bro. Goes and signs with the Yankees. Doesn't yeah. matter. Can't do that. But, but if you if you start making some trades, then you hook, you know, hey, get on the phone with the Rays. Hey, sounds like maybe you guys want to get rid of Glass now or Rosarena before you guys have to pay him. Respect that. Great players. What's it gonna take for us to get them? Okay, you want this, blah blah blah. Thanks. Well, let me talk to ownership. I'll get back to you. Like that shit could take a day or two, dude. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? What are we doing? What a hey, bill are you back? No, it's Bill. <laughs> Austin, I don't what, care. What's the plan? No, what's the no. plan? <laughs> classic, classic moment. Um, well, well said. I, I just need to add to that whole thing is the only shred of, well, I'm gonna give them, you know, them, the Giants front office, Farhan, everyone that makes decisions over there. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt right now is what if literally these prospects outside of like the two that they want to keep around because they're just like, well, we need to have, we need to have uh, Harrison. We need to have whatever. But if you look around, what are they even getting? Like, how are they even getting perceived uh, these prospects when they look at them and they're saying, okay, this, this guy throws four innings. Uh, he had 98 total innings last year. Uh, FIP was whenever like they're going to look at some of these guys and they are the giants prospects. So we are very much like, yeah, these are supposed to be the guys. But if you look around the, the farm system's getting worse and worse every time I'm not breaking any news to you guys. You already know this. Every time they graduate a level and they get up a little higher, they go from high a to double a and they start plateauing and they start shrinking. And yep. when, they, when other really good players, the Corbin Carroll's in the world start getting better and better and better. And they're forcing their way in. They're knocking on the door and they're getting paid hundred million dollars before even playing an MLB game because they're saying this guy is a future star. You can't look at the giants uh, prospects right now, including Luciano and really say that with that much certainty, because, you know, if you look at Luciano, for example, Sure, he's got some awesome tools, but he's lacking in a lot of areas too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you trade a guy like that, you're saying, <laughs> I'm waving the white flag as an organization because this was the guy you're supposed to build around and add pieces to a guy like this, but they might have to move him if they literally cannot find a way to have any other prospects make a impact movement. So that's what I'm saying is maybe... <laughs> The young players, you're like, get rid of them. Get what if they don't bring very much anything in return? Uh, so I don't know. The scary thing is, and it, like the two guys I want to focus on, and I'll I'll start real quick with Cal Harrison. Like this stuff is there. It's electric. I mean, he has. We saw him do it. Like struck out eleven in a game. Like he can do it. The question is, is can he throw strikes consistently? And blah, blah. so there's questions with Cal Harrison. Obviously, like I think I think most of us are like optimistic that he can be a pretty darn good pitcher in rotation. Is he going to end up better than Logan Webb? We don't know that, you know, that's a big question mark, but the other guy I want to talk about, it's like, and he's, I'm pretty sure he blew past the service now and he's no longer a prospect, but 
when I talk about Patrick Bailey, it's like him being the most important guy, you know, young guy, like you said, we're not talking like young, like Logan Webb. We're talking like prospects slash fresh off of being, you know, with the prospect label. Second year players. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we talk about Patrick Bailey, it's like, oh man, what are we talking about? Not his fucking bat. We're talking about <laughs> his stuff behind the plate, which is great. Like he is arguably the best defensive catcher in the game. And that's awesome to have. And that's why I think he is the most important young guy in the, in the whole organization. And he's probably going to be here for a long time. And that's great. But there's like, there's no bat in this whole organization, the whole farm system where it's like, oh, that dude's going to rake. That dude is just going to rake when he gets up. He's going to hit for hours. He's going to hit for power. There's no guarantees in anything. And we've heard for so long, well, they built the farm system up. Is it better than when they took over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, is it really like top to bottom? Like you look at some of the top 10 organizations, like, the Braves, they always have loaded stuff. You know, before they started trading, the Padres, 1 through 10, yeah. loaded. Now you look at 1 through 10 for the Giants, and it's like, oh, there's a couple pieces there that may be okay. Like, dude, they, what are we doing? They they, they hype what, up. What's the plan? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, not on board. What's the plan? <laughs> no, nah, the last couple of years, they've hyped up this farm system to us, and they're like, well, just wait till – Mark Luciano's ready. Wait till Luis Matos is ready. Wait right. till Casey Schmidt's ready. Patrick Bailey, Joey Bart, just Wade Meckler. The list goes on and on and on, really. Uh, here's the problem. Pretty much all of those guys, with the exception of Patrick Bailey, those guys have been called up and be like, okay, this is a big day, guys. This is a big day. Here they are. <laughs> and as soon as shit goes bad, they're fucking out of here. So if you if you don't believe in them why the hell should we you're the ones who drafted these guys developed these guys mm-hmm. have watched them day in and day out get you get the reports we see the box scores we don't know everything but if you don't believe in these prospects why should we yeah they're good it's an exciting day when they come up but when then they hit their first one for 20 slump oh you go back to sack kid yeah uh, rob one for eight slump yeah right <laughs> but, but it is absolutely just it's mind-blowing because they they want us to be invested in these young guys but i don't really believe they are i think these young guys are a fallback to okay the team sucks but our farm system's doing really good and just wait just wait just wait and it just god it's not happening but yet they're afraid to trade them at the same time rob it makes makes no goddamn sense nothing was more telling than marco luciano's debut and this is the giants number one prospect for the last several seasons and trust me everybody who knows even a little bit about the giants pharmacist has been looking forward to that day he gets pinch hit for in the eighth inning with the giants having a two-run lead now if it's tied or you're down running get that i don't know i i took an issue with that they fired that guy all right they fired hey i don't know if it was like hey uh, gabe i know you're coaching right now but i just want to let you know that uh you should still Uh, pitch it here he uh he doesn't hit right but i'm serious though like i get that maybe that was a capper thing but like we've it's not the only time where it's been like why are you pulling this dude right here or something like that. There's not like, do we have faith in these guys? I mean, Luciano, since you mentioned it, he came up he's so early on. He's young. Um, he's dealt with tons of injuries. Big whoop uh, or big surprise. It's a Giants prospect that <laughs> big whoop hampered. Yeah, big whoop that he's dealing with it. No, no, but uh, it's 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 something where you're going. He's 
up here now. They needed something, some spark, whatever. Um, but they never fully gave him, you know, the, the gig. Obviously, you got Crawford just holding on to, like, come to the yard and see Crawford before his mm-hmm. time expires, all that stuff, right? <laughs> you know, um, so sure, we'll see if he, if Luciano does get a real shot. I'm talking about 450 PA next year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, see. but I, I'm, I'm with you both. Uh, I don't care who the players are. I don't care what their backstory is, where, which organization they were drafted. I don't care. Just make them great players and put them on the team. Just, and if a Luciano ends up getting you two stud pitchers that you need for the rotation, or if, Harrison gets you two cornerstone hitters that are blocked at other positions, whatever it may be, do it to improve the club. I don't care. My main point here is that this current regime still has Larry bear, you know, fingerprints all over it where he starts channeling the 2010, 2012, 2014 giants. He so badly wants this franchise to emulate that exact blueprint he yeah. wants Cal harrison to be the next bum garner he wants mason black to be timmy whatever um he wants luciano and um just bailey and any of these core guys the on the offensive side to do that and be look at our homegrown players mm-hmm. mind you these guys make very small amount of money per year let's just say mm-hmm. 750k per year uh, that's, you know, two of those guys, three of those guys is like an Otani, right? Um, <laughs> two million a year. No, um, what a steal, huh? What a steal. We got to replace know. Giambi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's to the point where they really badly want to operate like the 2010, 2012, 2014 Giants. Did they ever throw $180 million at a player? No. Did they ever bring it? They haven't. These guys have not signed long-term players. Yeah, they dabbled with it. Um, and even those giants tried to get Lester, they tried to get Granky. They tried to sign the big fish. They had problems back then. My main point after all this is just this franchise does not want to pivot off of that. Look at the 2010, 2012, 2014 success guys. Let's run our operation just like that. Oh, the one problem is these aren't those players. No, no they're still not the same. No, but, but here's go ahead. Rob. Go ahead. No, they, that was a, a dynasty. That, there's a reason shit like that is so rare. Like yeah. the Yankees can't emulate the '90s Yankees. The Braves can't emulate the '90s Braves. Like, like <laughs> yes. you, you can't do that again. It's impossible. the 1927 Yankees. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Doug. Well, I was, I was just gonna say, like, you know, you look at how the front office and ownership. You know, Greg Johnson's taking the mic a couple times, like, and they've talked about you know being aggressive and doing this. And I know at the end of the day, like. We shouldn't, it, it could be the daughters who actually do deliver. Like, and, and even though they say a hell of a lot less, it feels like than Giants front office people do. But it's like, just say, hey, we believe in our young core here. This is what we're going to run out there. You're going to see a lot of young guys in 2024. And hey, we're going to, we're going to, of course, dabble in free agency and trades. And if we're able to bring in um, some external pieces, then great. But at least we know, like, hey, they're going young. And we know kind of what to expect. And I know the fans don't deserve anything. Like we, like they don't have to tell us shit, but 
when you keep coming out and saying we're going to do this and we're going to do that and you have 2025 with 18 million dollars on the payroll and it's logan webb like dude like you have you have to deliver at some point you have to instead of like we're we're you know a mouse on a wheel going over and over where we're just you know not the worst team in the league because we'll never ever sell but you know we're buyers at the deadline somehow some way even if we know we're not doing anything and it's just it's obnoxious man i'm tired of the same shit commit to something commit to your youth or yeah. commit to getting better going back to last spring training and now we're going way back here but <laughs> do you at least to me, the player that got shoved down our throats more than anybody last spring training, young young player, I mean, was David fucking VR. Yeah. Where where the hell is he now? He he's not even thought of, talked about, nothing. Like, but that was the guy that they were trying to put, you know, their stock into as yeah. an organization, getting guys yeah. to come see our young players like David VR, who's yeah. gonna be starting at third or first or DHing and you but yeah. he'll be in the lineup every day. That mother, I mean, goddamn, what three, <laughs> three, four weeks? Get the hell out of here, dude. You suck, and we haven't seen him since. I don't, yeah. Think. If you have if you have two bad weeks with the Giants, you're done. <laughs> you're done, over, <laughs> forget it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, for David VR specifically, he just played the wrong position of need, like they really needed right. a shortstop to take you know reps away from Crawford, and they didn't really have that. Um, for, for quite a while, but you know, I think they were really comfortable with JD Davis and Lamont because they, you got to admit, they both were producing, they were like the best players on the team for a while, and Estrada. So, Yikes. you have these spots that all are occupied by David VR if he, if they're going to put him in there. And then, obviously, later in the season, uh, Wilmer Flores was, you know, the only actual hitter on the team, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, David VR. I think they tried to work him in there early and they were just like, dude, you have so much contact issues. You're basically Jalen Davis right now. Like this, mm-hmm. this is not working. Um, but it goes to your point, Rob, is that that was the, Hey, this is the exciting guy who can hit 30 bombs for us this year. Right. I, well, I mean, I, I guess my point is there. Do you guys really think behind closed doors, they were talking about David VR like, Oh yeah, we got something here. The, yeah. This is, this is, <laughs> this is our guy. Just wait till we uh, uh, unleash this guy and give him, you know, 400 plate appearances. And oh man, that's he's going to be our next, you know, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Bell. He's going to be a, a, a pillar, a cornerstone in the future. Do you really think that they talked about him like that? Because remember, they, they, remember, they portrayed him that way out publicly. Remember, we got to opening day in New York and he wasn't in the lineup when we were like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> really? He was like, bench. we should have should have known then. We should have known. Well, well, we wanted to go with uh, Wilmer there because he's a veteran and he's earned it. Anyways, you know, this, this episode just turned into a big rant session, which is totally fine. But kind of just bringing it back to earth, like, I, I, I and, and we'll get specific again in just a minute and then we'll wrap. But I just think at this point, it's like, if you're going, like, start making stupid moves then, dude. Just do something. If you're gonna in, in books, you talked about it. Like, what if the Giants overpaid a hundred million dollars? And at the time, like, you may get a lot of shit for it. It's like, you know what? They overpaid a lot of money for this dude, but they got him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Shed the contract later or live with it. But it's been so long now that, like, when's the last time the Giants had a bad contract? Jeff Samarja. 
Like that was that's pre COVID. Feels he, like, dude. It's like he also ate a lot of innings and did a lot for them. He did, um, yes, and he was and, uh, a former All Star, and like he yeah. had a couple of good seasons under his belt. Like, Qu- there's nothing here to excite you, dude. There's not like. I would say the Cueto deal was the one that is a bigger stain on the organization in terms of sunk cost because he came out like gangbusters in that first year and was basically really good like Cy Young quality. Really good. And it was like, this is going to be guy um, for a while. And uh, you know, a year or so into it and then he got injured and then he was never the same. And it was just six years, only one really, really good year. So I think that is always in the back of their mind, but to your point, um, overpaying for a player uh, could be tough for certain organizations. Let me name some: Washington Nationals, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't even know how to say their name for that. I was like Anaheim something Angels, um, California yeah. Angels. Exactly. Anthony, Anthony Rendon's team. Anthony Rendon's dollar bucket team. Um, no, it's 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 like Scrooge McDuck diving into the uh, the pool of gold coins it's just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. made lucky coins no um happy holidays happy holidays uh but no my, my main point is is those organizations might have a little extra caution and like we've already done this we've done this we've done this we got burned the giants you're due for a obnoxiously high contract just just un uh, unadulterated spending on just like a player just yes. because you want him like the d-backs with granky $200 million they gave to Granky. They blew out everyone's other offer by 60 mil. I think it was like 140 was the closest offer. And they're like, $200 million. They're like, okay, I'll go to Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, there was no reason to go to Arizona back then. But $200 million, And they got a lot out of him. And then they traded him. Like, it, was, it was all good. So I would uh, just rather watch the Giants, you know, on a nightly basis, knowing that they were aggressive and went for it. And it's like, oh, you know what? That guy didn't fucking work out. But it's better than seeing these no-name guys that are getting shots up here. And I, I'm not even going to start to go through the list of how many no-name guys have have gotten opportunities with the Giants the last, like, three seasons. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, like, overspend and bring someone in, and let's just take a risk. Take a fucking risk instead of pussyfooting around. And and putting these no name guys on the diamond, like I'm tired of. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but seriously though, like I think we're at this point where, you know, I I have my questions, of course, about like a Marcus Stroman or a Matt Chapman or a Cody Bellinger. Like I've been really vocal about, like I don't want to touch Cody Bellinger with a seven foot pole, and I I think. You know, like Brooks and I are on the same page. Like it would make a lot of sense for him to go back to the Cubs. And it's not because we picked him to go there. Like, I think that's a legitimate reason why he should stay there. But like poor Blue Giants fans. Again, the Giants Giants might have to pay Cody Bellinger like 275 to come here. They may have to pay 175 to Matt Chapman to come here. It's like and those aren't like alter, you know, franchise altering dudes by themselves, I don't think. But it's like. Holy shit, if you're going to deliver and bring in a free agent, that's probably what it's going to be at this point. Because I really do think guys like Yamamoto are gone. Like that, They're going to L.A. So it's make some trades, dude. Hit up the Rays. Hit up the freaking White Sox. Like, give yeah. up some pieces. Go get some proven pieces. Rosa Rain is out there. Glasnow is out there. Uh, you know, Luis Roberts out there. Dylan Cease is out there. Like, does this impact the Dodgers going for Dylan Cease? Like, and they can't say no to the Giants. They can't. They have to go. If the GM <laughs> trades them, they have to play. Just like, 
just make a couple trades, man. Like, there's no reason why they can't make a couple trades. There's no reason. They have so. to. They have, they have to establish a foundation of some sort. This team, this organization, it has no foundation. We don't know what they prioritize. We don't know anything about what ownership prioritizes, what Faron prioritizes. We don't really know. They're they're half in, they're half out on free agency. They're half in, half out on trades. Hey, we know they'll make trades, but yeah, for guys that nobody else fucking wants, you know, like <laughs> oh. They'll sign guys. They'll throw the bag at Ross Stripling or Michael Conforto because nobody else wants them. We have to we have to overpay and give them an opt out just in case they have a good year, so they can go out and get get a real job. Don't you, know? you dare say Donnie Walton. I know yeah. you're about to say it. Yeah, Donnie. Rob. Maybe the six hundred million that they offer to Tony can just go out, you know, in a big briefcase and just sit in center field. <laughs> it probably, you know? will. It probably will. It's just you, uh... you gotta you gotta establish an identity of some sort. At some point, like they have no foundation. All I can tell you about the Giants is that one pretty damn good starting pitcher right now and a pretty good young catcher. That's it. And a good closer. But that's irrelevant. We're not winning games. And a bunch of average guys. So, yeah, there's no foundation. They're the Marlins. They're the Pirates. They're the Angels. They have a, a, a guy here, a guy there. But we don't know. They're the fourth best team in the NOS, guys, by a long shot. Dude, Watch it's out almost for those to, Rockies. Watch it's out. almost to the point of like, like, don't even worry about a fit. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> go get Reese Hoskins. I don't give a shit. Go get Reese Hoskins to come in and hit thirty home runs. He can DH pick, for you. Pick Whatever. a path. Pick a path. Well, that's more. That to me is more of the uh, <laughs> the Conforto realm. Uh, if we, you know, if we are focusing on that, go back to the trade idea. I'm just throw, throwing out stuff. I want to throw a curveball to you guys. You guys ready? You mentioned trades, okay? If you're Farhan for a day, are you scooping up from the Harrison, Luciano, Wisenhunt, who's probably would have been up last year if he didn't get banged up a little bit? Are you scooping up from that bucket? Or are you going with the Reggie Crawfords, Bryce Eldridge, Walker Martins, the fresh new guys that are pretty hyped and you know have a lot of promise, but the timelines, those are two different timelines. We got one group that's ready to play this upcoming year. We got another group that's not ready until 2026. Where are you at right now in terms of, because it doesn't make sense to trade Reggie Crawford and Kyle Harrison. Like that's two different groups, right? Like take from one bucket and say, okay, we want to improve our 2024, 2025, 2026 giants. To me, it hurts to trade a Harrison and, you know, don't forget, Camilo Duvall has probably the highest trade value on the team right now for movable assets. Yeah. A guy that... <laughs> closer. <laughs> yeah, this is where everyone turns off. Like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, no, but, yeah, I mean, that's how... Look, you're talking about the closer, like, for fuck's sake. But, yeah, <laughs> but if you're trading the Harrison, you know, the actual 40-man roster guys right now for players that can help you now, it is kind of burning the candles at both ends versus... Saying, okay, we are serious about winning right now. Bryce Eldridge, you heard of him? Yeah, he's on the block. Walker Martin, Reggie Crawford, whoever else right now that it's three years away, two years away, that um, it should be in the conversation. Do, I mean, do you, do either of you have like a, is it clear have, or it's not? It's going to foggy, right? I don't have a preference because whatever the other team is willing to give us in return or give the Giants in return 
if if they want Reggie Crawford or if they want Carson Wisenhunt, you know, on, on those two different timelines, if it's worth the return, then give it up. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in this in the same boat because to me, like, yeah, prospects. I, I mean, is Kyle Harrison still a prospect? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you know, like yeah. to me, that I mean, they're just prospects. You know, they're all they're all the same to me. Like, open the whole pantry. Yeah, you know, that's. Yeah, it it just I guess it depends on who we're talking about. So, like, some have decent value right now. It's it it's like taking a a new car off the lot, man. They may tear their elbow up. They may tear their knee up. Like Elliot Ramos was a really valuable prospect probably three four years ago, and he got banged up a couple times. And look at him now. Giants want nothing. I mean, like, I don't want to say they want nothing to do with him, but like, is he really a part of their future plans? Like, I question that all the time. And don't I don't give him enough uh, run. That's for sure. Prospects are currency. Like our friend Brooks here says, spend it, spend, spend it. it. Yeah. So I, I would say probably f- it makes sense. Like you're all saying, just trade whoever has value. But I think the, the organization is really was counting on the 2024 giants of the Harrison Luciano bunch to be a part of the organization. That's really that they're trying to build around. So that to me is what, to look out for the next month or so when they're making these trades. I they think can get it, to it. I think it's it's going to get back to the most recent moves. I think that's the one you got to look at. So the uh the younger class because the timeline doesn't match up. So if yeah. if not 2034 is not too far away, so. Yeah. That's it's a good time. Uh, I can't wait. That that's when the window to win is open. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> it's when we're back in business. 2034. We'll all be in our mid 40s by then. Last thing about overpaying for free agents. You know how much Kodai Senga took in last year? Do you remember his contract? Wasn't it like 18 or 19 a year? Even less than that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Five years, 75 million. 15. So you're saying these Giants couldn't have been like 6 125? Like, let's go. Like, why weren't they on top of it back then? I know they were busy with the judge thing, and that's what killed them messing with judge, messing with Correa, and not finishing that job. It they missed out on so many ways to upgrade the team right now, and gosh, fifteen million a year for Senga, they would have killed to have that guy right now. So. No, 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 you no, know, no, Brooks, you're talking about they they were preparing for 2024. Yeah. yeah, and this see, they weren't looking at Senga. They were over there. They were over there, but they were prepping for Yoshi and Yuhu and these other guys. <laughs> and and I guess we're gonna they're gonna miss out on that too. So. And Sasaki is trying to get posted, man. It's it's, it's you know what? Be... I I wish there was a movie clip or a show clip in my mind that I could you know put Farhan's face over or whatever for like he gets off the phone and he goes like, Okay, that's our offer. And then he uh you know he hangs up and then he kind of just like sits there and looks at the clock and it's like he's just waiting for that one particular free agent's agent to call them back or the other team for a trade and they're just waiting there not do not calling something else and checking in on something else it's just like hey uh this is our offer for otani uh can you please submit it thank you hangs up the phone it's like okay twiddling my thumbs you know like peter brand why why aren't we doing anything else i just i know i'm going in circles here but i I just i don't get it (laughs) straight out of the money ball class right there Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us tonight on this lovely edition of Say Hey Podcast. Make sure you're following us on our socials um, at Say Hey Podcast, at 
uh, say hey Doug at say hey Rob and at Brooks Newton on X and all that good stuff. And then make sure you're joined up on uh, Facebook uh, with Giants Chatter. So uh, join there. Uh, we'll get the conversations rolling hopefully soon. And you can come hang out with us disgruntled Giants fans. So, you know, I just want the last thing I want to say is if you're new, like, and you're listening to this, because I know we do get some new new people every couple weeks, but like what we're talking about tonight, this isn't like just like, oh, the Otani thing went down and now this is how we feel. Like this has been building up the last couple of seasons. This is not just a reaction. <laughs> like none of us are shocked here that what happened with Otani and the whole how the deferring thing with the contract thing sucks and blah, blah, blah. It's like none of like our rants tonight are coming from that. That's contributed to it, but this is just like a big, you know, it's not just from that. I just want to throw that back out there. So. 79 final words is 79 wins is not acceptable. And they're off to a hell of a start boys. They got um, not the, not the Yoshi we want, but they got the other Yoshi. It's a Sugo um, on a minor league <laughs> deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, my, my final words is at least Otani won't be striking out any giants next year. That's right. <laughs> he ain't pitching next year. Big win for the Giants. Mm-hmm. They're um, using all that extra money probably to like give him a new arm. So he'll probably be good by June. Yeah, Bionic yeah, arm. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader's ass. Yeah, yeah the, the Giants will be making a move this this uh, weekend, though. They're going to sign somebody. It's going to happen. Um, and I got to love your optimism. No, no, they're, they're, they're going to get somebody. Uh, but we'll all, no matter who it is, we're all going to just – it's just salt in the wounds. They're just like, really? Oh, that's that's your response to Otani? It's always going to come down to that. The Giants are bringing your... back A.J. Pollock on a minor league deal. Brandon Belt for the D.H. slot? Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't get my hopes up for the uh, Dylan Cease and Luis Robert uh, blockbuster trade that I've been playing out in my head now for a year. Maybe we'll I'll get Tim Anderson three years after I wanted him. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he probably, hey, he Doug, probably will. For say hey, Doug, say hey, Rob. And of course, our guest as always. Thanks for coming on. Say hey, Brooks. Until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Say hey. <laughs> say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. That Giants kid is great. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.